just a matter of time, I suppose. Welcome to Watchmen Minute, where we're discussing the 2009 Zack Snyder film Watchmen, one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash from the upcoming in 2019 Almost Famous Minute. I'm Travis Bowe from the Real Comic Heroes podcast. And I'm Jordan D. White from the podcast Sailor Business, where we watch every episode of Sailor Moon and talk about why we love it so much. Mm, how are you doing, Jordan? I'm doing great. Did you uh, find the couch comfy? It wasn't bad. Uh, I, I I couldn't help thinking the entire time, have Dan and Lori been on this couch? Yeah. <laughs> if they have, uh, it wasn't for very long. <laughs> uh, so this is uh, Tuesday uh, in week 23, uh, minute 112. And it starts with Lori hurting Dan's feelings oh. and ends with Lori kissing Dan. Yay! <laughs> to make it better. Yeah. You can hurt my feelings all you want if you just kiss me. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. So, uh, as with uh, with last episode, uh, I said it, it, it obviously as as long as this director's cut is, and how many minutes is that? One hundred eighty-six. One eighty-six. So oof, three hours yeah. over three hours. Yeah. Um, as long as it is, it's not long enough to do literally everything that's in the comic. <laughs> right. Obviously. So, so they do have to cut this down quite a bit. So in the original scene, they do have the the the, the beat where where she hurts his feelings, mentioning uh, John, but it's not the end of the scene. Uh, it's just kind of as a thing that happens, and then he's like, "All right, well, let's uh, anyway, let's 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 get out of here." And then they keep talking and talking for a while longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there's some good stuff in there, you know. And I know you said some of it they they moved around. Uh, they they already mentioned the thing about him not her not being looked at right, which I think happens later. Or am I crazy? Um. Yeah. Yeah. There's some there's some good stuff in there. They they a lot of it is set up there's there's so much depth to the world and so they really do mention a lot of things more than once uh they you know they throw in a reference to pale horse mm-hmm. uh they throw in what else they got in there something uh, about devo yeah, they, they talk about devo uh because doesn't i think she <laughs> mentioned makes a reference to their hairstyle or something um yeah i think he's he takes off his glasses i think he's messing up his hair or something and she says yeah like you you look like you're something oh no out. you know what that's in a little bit first oh, okay. they they mention yeah you're, they do do that uh and i remember that as well but no first they're talking about pale horse being compared to devo which is definitely weird because i never would have imagined pale horse sounding like <laughs> devo at all mm. um, but then he doesn't know what devo is and then she starts explaining oh that right oh that's right yeah he says that his favorite bands are uh, Billie Holiday and a couple other like jazz, jazz artists. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Again, pining for the the, the simpler mm-hmm. old days. Yeah, as he is. Yeah. Oh well, I, I was going to bring up a very bad subject. <laughs> I was going to ask if he's like the like the GamerGate ComicsGate character of this, but I, you know what? Let's leave that aside. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, let's see what else. And then, yeah, her talking about John not sleeping with her and anything else good in there. More metaphoric stuff. Yeah. And they, yeah. they talk a lot about the mass killer as well. Mm. Whether yeah. And they, they don't real. bring that up at all. Um, basically since they've left the diner, like they don't really talk about it. Um, but 
in I think we'll see in next minute. I th I think that's going on in his head because, um, as we'll see, he has a little bit of a hard time focusing. I think, um, but we'll get there. But I do want to point out that I was uh, watching some of the the special you know features on the Blu-ray, and it's got this section has um, Patrick Wilson like actually talking about playing the role and in a scene like this he he saw dan or he saw playing dan like a soldier coming home from war and not really sure what his place in the world is and um he really only feels like himself when he's kind of inside that uniform which um, is a perfect i think analogy of you know dan is most comfortable inside the night owl suit you know once he's in right. the suit he knows who he is everything's clear everything's clear yeah so um, so I'm, I'm sorry. I'm refreshing my memory on this by looking through I, on, on my phone, on ki my Kindle copy of Watchmen. Mm. Um, I, I went to go get my normal trade paperback version of it. No idea where it is. <laughs> so then my next choice was I can either do my Kindle version on my phone or my ultimate edition. And I was like, well, the ultimate edition is not useful, <laughs> <laughs> not useful to skim through. So on the phone. Um, this actually is, there's a whole sequence here they cut out. This uh, this television watching sequence. In this mm. uh, movie, they turn on the TV and they start making out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, in the in the comic, there's an extended sequence of them watching TV. So first sure. they turn on the TV. Uh, oh, my favorite bit in the whole section is actually right as she's turning on the TV. She's asking what he does with his time. <laughs> yeah. What do you do? So what do you even do? Like, do you have a job? Like, what? Like, what is it you do? And he goes, yeah, yeah sometimes. For, yeah, sometimes I write for ornithological journals. Yeah. And she goes, really? What's that like? And she's turning on the TV and he's like, oh, you're interested in that? Because most people don't pay any. Oh, anyway. Oh, look, what's on TV? Look, what's on TV? Yeah. She totally ignores what he was yeah. saying. Pretty great. Poor, poor, boring, boring <laughs> Dan. So they turn on the TV. They're seeing... Uh, Stuff about Rorschach, because now Rorschach's been exposed, and they're interviewing uh, his landlady, who says that she, uh, that he came on to her. Lie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then they uh, they find the new, the new Frontiersman copies in his place. They talk to the new Frontiersman, and the new Frontiersman guys start going, maybe he's a hero. Mm -hmm. uh, they talk to his therapist for a minute, uh, saying he's saying everything's looking great. Then you then. In the background of them making out, you hear them talking about Afghanistan. In in the comic, that's all explicit. They are literally watching a thing about the war starting and paying attention because it's the world ending. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess we all have a lot of experience ignoring the world ending nowadays. But back then, we thought you would pay attention when it was on TV. Mm. And um, they so they actually are looking at that and going, oh, man. Although even then, they're, they're, they're talking a lot about uh, how the coffee is and stuff like that. And they mention the, the kidnapped comic book artist yeah, or yeah. writer, I should say, which is a, a part they obviously cut out because sure. of time. Not, not well. Yes, you're right. They would have cut it for time anyway. You're absolutely <laughs> right. But it, I was going to say, because there's no need for a comic book artist or writer anymore. Right. Um, yeah. No more sci-fi sci uh, aliens. That's not a spoiler because it doesn't happen. Right. <laughs> Uh, at the Institute for Interspatial Extraspatial mm. Studies is that still in the no movie or no no they cut that I don't think there's any references to it yeah that makes sense that makes yeah. sense I, so again I feel bad that I haven't watched the movie but listen no one in my life would would be happy if I had watched <laughs> it so 
That's I fine. Can't. Yeah, it's a decision I needed to make for the best of everyone involved. Sure. Um, and so when they're actually making out, the, the thing that's on TV is not the war. The thing that's on TV is uh, an, an ad for nostalgia and then a uh, Ozymandias performance, which mm-hmm. I guess we won't talk about yet. We'll talk about more. In, I'll talk about that more uh, next episode because next episode is where it would be really mm-hmm. relevant. But sure. there's, a, sure. there's a whole sequence here. And again, totally get why they cut it for time. A movie about people watching TV is a boring movie, but it is it's actually a very good scene because, again, it, it gets into the depth of the world, which is yeah, one yeah. of the best parts of the book. Um, yeah, I had forgotten how much uh, of the TV stuff that, that we see, you know, because I was flipping through the book, you know, mm-hmm. preparing my notes. And, yeah, I forgot that they do the whole, you know, following Rorschach around, kind of talking to the people in you know Rorschach's like immediate life and then yeah the stuff with vite um so the dude at the new frontiersman is wearing the uh, smiley face shirt. of course mm-hmm. yeah yeah he doesn't change a lot yeah it's <laughs> comics people that's have true. have their uniform and that's, <laughs> that's pretty much fair. it um uh, back to the let's see we kind of start this minute with them you know they're, they're still talking about the goggles and and mm-hmm. the way john sees the world and the face that Dan gives is something that, it, for some reason, I it, it takes me back to seeing this in the theater, because I always notice the reaction, you know, where his his smile just sinks the, the second she says something about John. So I love the the instant reaction on his face that um, she doesn't really pick up right away. You know, once he says. Um, put those away when you're when you're done and kind of gives the fake smile turns to walk away then she realizes i think that oh maybe i shouldn't talk about john but um well i mean i i don't know i think that i i put this a lot more on dan though oh, oh i totally agree i what, what i you know i understand that he's you know it's 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 completely acceptable that she still has thoughts and or feelings for John when it's probably been what 24 hours since she got out of this uh, long-term relationship. So, uh, so can you refresh my memory at hmm. this point in the movie in in the comic, they're definitely talking about the fact that she has moved off of the base and they even explicitly say that they've delivered her things from the base to his place because mm-hmm. she's staying with him. Like they, they, they call out, for later, wink, wink, mm. that her her silk specter costume has been delivered to the house. Um, has that happened in the movie, or was that a thing that kind of in the time condensing hasn't been made clear? Um, she basically escaped from the base because mm-hmm. they wanted to keep her around for questioning and to try and communicate with John to get him back. So she had to escape, basically. And... Okay. Um, so there, there isn't really a good reason for things like, where does she get changes of clothes from? How much? How? I guess she was able to pack some things and go, you know, on her way out. Uh, we don't see any of that. We don't see her any of her things arriving. So they, they really don't go into that. Um, I know mm-hmm. in the book they, they even go as far as to say that. She's been cut off, you know, financially, you know, because Dan has to pay for their lunch and all that stuff. So, right, um, right. yeah, they they really don't touch on any of that uh, aside from the fact that she 
busted the uh, the the lead agent, you know, busted his head against the uh, bathroom sink, and then pretty much told him to, you know, if you want to find John, or I forget how she says it, like basically John will find you. Like uh, he, if he wants to disappear, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. And then, right. then she just bails and shows up on Dan's door. So. Now they changed. This is that's the biggest change, though. Even though cutting out all the TV stuff, it doesn't really change the shape of what happens. Sure. The biggest change is how much uh, they put the ball a lot more in Laurie's court and make it more deliberate. Yes. Because um, as I said, when when he insults, when she insults, when he when he gets offended by her, mm-hmm. yeah, it it, it gets it gets kind of brushed aside a lot more quickly in the comic. It's just a, Oh geez. Well, all right, let's take off those goggles. But then they continue their conversation and go on about their business right. it wasn't as much of a scene stopper. Um, yeah. And then they just talk and they chat and they chat and they chat and they're watching TV and they're talking about this and they're talking about that. And then, and then as you said, he takes off his glasses and then she's like, mm. man, you're a hunk. And, and, he, <laughs> and he's like, Oh, what do you mean? Oh no. Are you sure you want to do this? Yeah. 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 And they start making out. Um, that's my reenactment. Yeah, yeah, um, that was perfect. <laughs> thank you, perfect. Um, whereas in this, yeah, it becomes a much bigger deal. They go, no, we're going to make something out of that moment. She she says it. He's 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 upset by it, and then she comes in and she's like, "John doesn't see me. You see me." Again, going back to the 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 eye and looking metaphor. Yeah, that they are they're hammering in this uh, for sure, and and that does you know it is nice because it gives her a a little bit more. Agency, absolutely, a little yeah. bit more agency. I mean, again, yeah. it was still her going after him in the comic because Dan's never going to make a move ever. Sure, yeah, but it's much more deliberate. It's much more, mm-hmm. uh, hey, cut and dry. Not just, oh, hey, look at that guy; he's kind of good looking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, I... yeah, she likes him obviously before that, but still, yeah. sure. I think I prefer the the movie version of this uh, scene between the two of them because. Like I said, I, I forgot about all the TV stuff in reading, um, and then I also forgot just how much dialogue is between them as they're uh, making their way upstairs, and it just really felt long and drawn out uh, as opposed to the way it works here in the movie where it's you know, she mentions John, he gets his feelings hurt, goes upstairs, and then suddenly it's um, – her deciding to to start making out with him. So I do like the the way they've just just kicked the pace in gear a little bit here. I, I'm glad they didn't do the um more a long drawn out scene with the two of them to, to so, get to this point. Obviously I would never ever in my life say <laughs> anything in the movie was better than the comic. But sure. <laughs> that said, uh I think that that yes, this is these are acceptable changes. These are mm-hmm. acceptable adaptation changes that don't seem to hurt anything in any yeah. bad way. Which again, I will draw your attention back to yesterday and my disclaimer that this is this is not the best way to talk about why this movie is terrible, <laughs> because in a vacuum everything seems fine. For all I know, if I looked at it in the larger context, I'd go, no, they absolutely should have done everything differently in that scene because right. they never even mentioned. Afghanistan enough. I don't know. Yeah. I'd, I'd have to think about it. But uh, but no, it seems like an acceptable change. Uh, and then there's the smooching. I'm, I'm glad I'm not here for the, the, the most famous <laughs> smooching scene. But uh, I'm here for the first one. Oh, yeah. Um, um, to talk a little bit more about just the, just the comic, uh, Jordan, since you always. are an, a comic book editor. <laughs> always. Let's do it. Would, <laughs> would, would you have suggested to Alan Moore to cut down on a lot of that? <laughs> 
stairwell, st- stairway and up the stairs and all that into the kitchen talking. <laughs> no, absolutely not. No? Um, well, okay. no, I mean, so no, for various reasons. Well, first of all, I mean, my editorial style as mm-hmm. a comic book editor is I, I do what I can to try to put myself in the mind of the creators as much as possible, by which I mean, mm-hmm. I try to understand what it is they're going for and to try to help them achieve that the best they can. Um, obviously, there is another side to it, which is that I do work for the company and I do need to, you know, so if they're like, I really want to do this story where Spider-Man learns that doing heroin is awesome. I'm going to be like, yeah, <laughs> no, we're not going to learn that. Like, that's not happening. But <laughs> that sort of thing aside... <laughs> I generally will will figure out what try to figure out what they're going for and give them that thing the best they can because because ideally we'll have talked ahead of time and we'll have talked about what uh-huh. the story is and why and and I will be on board for it so presumably if I were working with Alan Moore on this and I was uh, I would I would know the general idea of what he's going for and one of the things he does go for and again the reason I love that scene uh, of the TV is that. It's it's a rich world. Uh, there's so much detail. Um, it's kind of like uh, to to give an example of a different work, uh, Game of Thrones. So I uh, read Game of Thrones a, a, a while ago, uh, maybe I don't even remember how many years ago, six seven years ago, something like that. And I listened to the audiobook because I I enjoy audiobooks, and. Uh, I got through like a book or two and then my wife and I were doing a car trip of some sort, not a super long one, but like a relatively short one. And I said, you should, you're going to like these books. You're going to really enjoy them. Let's listen to the first prologue of the first Game of Thrones book. And when I listened to it with her, I was blown away at how much stuff was in there that when I listened to it, I had no idea about. And now I know everything about because I've read multiple books by that point. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like they're dropping all these references to like, oh, Maester this guy and the history of this house. And the, like it, there's so much detail in that world. And when I, as a first time listener slash reader, was going through it, I was just kind of going, yeah, I'm just accepting. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I believe you. Writer, yeah. sure, sure, all that's true. And I just kind of let it wash over me and go, all right, let's get to like stuff happening so that I really care about who's a person and a character and an action. Um, and like I said, listening back to it, I was blown away. I couldn't believe how rich it was, how much he had thought about that world and how much there was to explore mm-hmm. in on a second listen slash read. And Watchmen is very much the same. Uh, again, there's so many things in here that the first time I, I read, again, I don't remember in detail the first time I read Watchmen. But I imagine you read this and you're, you are. You're going, yeah, you know, they're talking about Rorschach. Oh, good, because I like Rorschach. Okay, well, now what are they talking about here? Okay, sure, whatever. Yeah, oh, there's some guys kidnapped. Okay, I'm sure that's relevant. Anyway, move on. <laughs> um, and and when you go back into it, you see, like, you see more and more. And, and, or later in the book, when, when they mention something again, you go, wait a minute, I remember that now. Um, I, I, I probably wouldn't have told him to cut it. I, I do understand mm. your, your, your point of view, though, that there's a lot to say. I, I, thankfully, uh, no one is supposed to watch movies a minute at a time, and no one is supposed <laughs> right. to read comic books one yeah. scene at a time. So I think by the time you get through the rest of the issue, there's lots of exciting things oh, uh, yeah. To, yeah. to drag you forward. <laughs> when you were talking about that, it kind of made me think about 
some of those procedural dramas or investigation shows where you know the a the a plot and the b plot are uh, act turn out to be connected you know you wouldn't think that the the you know person who was murdered in the a plot and the kid whose bike was stolen in the b plot like are really the same case mm-hmm. and here like what the the book of watchmen is all of the plots are leading to the same place you know the yes, to one the scene. artist the scientists the well you know, and also not even not only that but i mean again and i will I, I'll, i'm gonna say it without spoiling everything because i don't remember exactly how much they echoed it but the fact that when they choose a non minuteman related character to explore a story the reason they you find out by the end the reason they chose that character is because they are all in the same location at a pivotal moment Mm. so you have the the newspaper guy the the kid the the therapist the cab driver the uh basically almost any non-powered character who isn't like directly connected to one of them mm, right they they all seem like they're just color they're just oh those are just fun characters that that we use to explore these moments and it's like yes but also they're there to punch Witness. you in the gut <laughs> yeah. when when bad things go down <laughs> It's pretty it's pretty skillfully done. It's yeah. I mean that's the thing about about oh man, that's the thing about Watchmen. Every moment of it is I mean, I'm just going to say perfect because I love <laughs> everything about it. Every moment of it is perfect. It it works for me as a reader. It doesn't work for every person. I understand that. Not everyone loves it as much as I do, but every second of it works for me exactly the way it's supposed to. You know, when 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 Alan Moore wants me to know something, that's the moment that I realize it. Sure. Uh, and I, again, I'm, it's hard to get into that without <laughs> giving away the reveals I'm talking about. But there are, there are a few reveals that build so perfectly that, yeah, the first time I read them, like I was, my socks were knocked off because <laughs> I, I, it was not a, a situation where I saw anything coming. I was like the exact panel where he wants me to realize it is where I realized mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that comes from really meticulous planning and really well thought out work. Have you ever yeah, the, seen his scripts? Oh, yeah, they're insane, right? It's it's a it's the ravings of a madman. <laughs> he he writes uh, he writes pages and pages for every page. Yeah, because because you see all the detail that that Dave Givens puts in there, and you're like, oh, he's a real detailed artist. Well, yes, he is. <laughs> but also, Alan Moore asked for every single thing in that panel. Yeah. Um, and apparently, and so if you see the Watchmen scripts at all, uh, I know they're not entirely available, but pages of them are available in certain editions. Um, every word of the panel descriptions are in capital letters. And apparently in the last, like, I don't know, 10, 15 years, he, he, for like the first time, Alan Moore saw someone else's script and was mm-hmm. like, why didn't anyone tell me I was shouting all this time? <laughs> <laughs> and he just stopped typing in all caps. He went, all right. If that's not what we're doing, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to look silly. <laughs> so that's awesome. Good times. Um, I think they missed a moment here when uh, – so Dan is upstairs. He turns on the TV and hears the newscaster talking about Dr. Manhattan and 
Um, what does he say about Dr. Manhattan's disappearance has fueled Soviet aggression in Afghanistan. And as, as you know, Dan's turning on the TV, then he takes his glasses off and pulls out his little handkerchief to start cleaning them. Um, I think they really missed a, a reaction here because upon hearing Dr. Manhattan come across the TV, that should have been, like the old one-two, you know, punch to the gut for mm -hmm. for Dan because he just left downstairs because John's name came up, and now he's upstairs and he he still has to hear about Doctor Manhattan. Like that should have been a reaction moment, like a oh god, you gotta be kidding me, you know that maybe then turn the channel and then they've got a nostalgia commercial or just some kind of reaction there to hearing Doctor Manhattan on the on the news mm -hmm. should have been a reaction sure sure oh and that makes me think of why i was saying that i i i think it's w w the offense was made more on dan's part because like it's just so crazy oh, yeah. how sensitive he is mm -hmm. uh she's literally been living with dan for years and he was almost the only person that she would ever see like the idea that of course, anything she sees in her life is going to make her think of him. Of course, sure. that's the lens that she sees things through. It's not like she says, "Oh man, this must be what 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 uh, what John sees." It makes me love and appreciate him all the more. <laughs> like, no, she just thinks of him because that's all yeah. she's been yeah. doing for years is thinking about him. Mm -hmm. Oh man, poor poor Lori. Yeah. Yeah. Back to that very first line, though, that, that is one that I had there is that, you know, she, this this must be the way John sees the world. I doubt that's the way he sees the world. Yeah. No, it yeah, isn't. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's ridiculous. Uh, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's got to be more Matrix-like <laughs> ones, ones and zeros. Or... Well, it's got to be Caterpillars, right? Like, uh, like uh, or like Donnie, Donnie Darko style. Right? You know, the, the Caterpillar idea that... If you could see uh, time the way that normal people see space, then what you would see for a person walking is like this weird caterpillar creature. Oh, hmm. oh yeah, Snaking yeah. Because around. you'd see yeah. it like their Every after moment. image, right? Behind and pre-image yeah. and everything. Right. Yeah. Now I'm sure that's not exactly what he sees. <laughs> His perception is is such a fascinating thing. It, uh, it is a uh, one of the. I mean, again, I I love everything about the comics, but it is one of the one of the great moments when they try to do that issue or or the scene where where him and her are talking later and and he tries to explain how even though he knows it he still is living it in the moment ah it's so complicated and wonderful mm, yeah um Malin Ackerman in one of the the you know uh, bits on the blu-ray with her talked about uh, figuring out how to play Lori and she looked for real life examples of someone like her, which don't really exist, you know, in the case of like someone who, you know, decides to be a superhero. Um, so instead <laughs> she looked at uh, child athletes who are pushed oh, into, perfect. yeah, that's because they're pushed into something and molded, you know, by uh, aggressive parents and coaches and, and things like that. So uh, it totally works as a, people are driven into something that may have been too much for them to comprehend uh, the level of commitment and struggle that would have been required, you know. Um, so, yeah, definitely a, a good real-world equivalent to that sort of preparation to becoming a crime fighter, I think. Yeah, that's a, that's a smart way of looking at it. Yeah. 
Um, I think as they're they're upstairs, they're on the couch. She she stops him from putting his glasses back on, and it's really criminal how much better Dan looks without those those big chunky glasses. Yeah, they're not they're not doing him any favors. Yeah. He's he's suddenly the nerdy girl in class who you realize <laughs> is much hotter without her glasses on. So, you know, you make the plan to take her to prom, which gets complicated when you fall for her and. We are we are talking about she's all that, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, again, that's directly from the comic as well. Yeah, I mean, it's it's more called out in the comic. She calls him ravishing mm-hmm. when she sees him without his glasses on, which is ridiculous, but also <laughs> very funny. Why? Why? Uh, so, let me let me see. Why, Mister Dryberg, you're ravishing. <laughs> Sigh. Yeah. Um, any, anything else on, uh, on this one? Hmm. No, I think, I think that's, uh, that's about it for this one particularly. Um, I, I missed saying something last minute about the music there, but oh. the music does end at the 12 seconds in with the, with the, again, the, the big clanky light, light turning on, back on sound. Oh, sure. or back, or back on, yeah, back on. Um, but then in the last minute, the, at least the, the guitar score. Mm-hmm. There was even two guitars there, and I think it probably got a little simpler before it finalized, ended. Um, and then the only other thing would be, um, she she's kind of taking the lead here at the end of the minute, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. Similar to how, what John did with her up on the roof. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a little bit, little bit back that she she did as well. I think mm-hmm. we noted, we figured it out, but and and Dan's the same way, maybe a little bit. Yeah, he's very passive in mm-hmm. terms of yeah the yeah. Huh. Interesting. Interesting yeah. connection. Okay. Um, you can interact with us on Twitter and Instagram at Watchman Minute. And you can like our Facebook page uh, at facebook.com slash Watchmen Minute. And as we've mentioned, uh, oh, last minute or this minute, sometime recently, uh, the group there on Facebook is Crime Busters Listener Society. <laughs> and we also have merch over on tpublic.com. So check that out. Look for Watchmen Minute and you'll can get a, you can get a t-shirt or a sticker or whatever. And uh, that would help us out. So, uh, Jordan, where can they find all of your social medias? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero instead of an O. Uh, my Sailor Business podcast is on Twitter at Sailor Business or at the website SailorBusiness.com. That other thing I do is at Marvel.com. <laughs> um, other than that, yeah, that's probably the best place to find me, Twitter, most of the time. All right. Cool. So, uh Jordan, you can come back. Are you able to come back for a minute? One thirteen. Yeah, the couch is fine. (laughs) We really appreciate it. Uh, So we'll be back tomorrow, Wednesday, one thirteen. Until then, who watches the Watchmen? We do. We do. Watchmen are over. (laughs) 